It's the start of the show, time to walk through the smoke When I enter the ring, I jump over the ropes I feel like Mysterio, I ain't no joke Titles, I held them both, call me Chris Jericho Time to cash in my money in the bank Just like she missed when he beat Roman Reigns Leave me in the cage, like Undertaker when he met Kane I don't play games, I'm the Triple H The crowd screaming, you rock like my name's Dwayne The crowd screaming, you suck like your Kurt Angle In the ring, I'm the boss just like Sasha Banks So you'll get whipped like the intro from Sable King of my stable, don't matter the label Smack down a Raw, you get put through a table Pushed off a ladder, a choke with a cable Throw me a chair, I'm I'ma give him a facial It's the start of the show, time to walk through the smoke When I enter the ring, I jump over the ropes What's up ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to the wrestling podcast known as Ring Champs I am one of your hosts I go by just Fino and I am here with my co-host, the one and only Sasha, the legit king. Sasha, say what's up to the people. What's up, people? Happy to be back. How are you doing, Sasha? Doing okay. Can't complain. You know, like you said, another day above ground is always a good thing. So here we have a lot to talk about today. So we, I gotta we, be good. <laughs> we do. We have. I mean, this may be the most different topics we've ever had on one show before. A lot happening, and like you said, in the last two weeks. Two weeks. Oh, that is crazy. Yeah, because we did, we did our show right before payback. We talked about what would happen on that show, um, gave predictions and stuff like that. I thought it was a good show too. It, it wasn't bad. It it. Um, well, let me say this. It was. It was nothing spectacular. You know, it had it had two good, really good matches. Um, but it wasn't like a must-see show. But I thought they did a good performance. Definitely with six matches only. Yeah. Like I said, and considering it, like we talked about it the last show, it kind of came up really quick. But they still managed to... I heard especially good things about the, uh, the Becky and Trish match. I haven't got a chance to watch that one yet, but... Yes, that was a really... That was a really great. Yo, shout out to Trish. Thank you, Trish. Thank you. I did see the clip where she did the widow's peak, and I love Victoria's. I was like, "Yay!" I thought that was so cool. And then she even grabs her hair like Victoria did. I loved, man. I loved her and Victoria's feud. Like, I don't know if you remember when they first started feuding, they had that spot where she—it was like a raw where Victoria hit Trish in the head really hard with a chair. Yes, that was my very first live wrestling show that I went to. Oh wow! It was it's it was just as loud in the arena as it was on TV. That was my very first one. Okay, so well, that was cool. I'm really happy. And it, I like the the fact that uh, Victoria saw it too, and she like she gave like a shout out to Trish and was crying too. Like she was just so happy. Uh, so I good good thing good for both of them because that was really awesome. It was a really good match. Uh, yeah, Victoria for Hall of Fame. Fame. Yes, yeah. Victoria for Hall of Fame for sure. Make it happen. <laughs> you know what? In this era, I think it would. You know, with Trips in, in charge, I'm sure something like that will happen uh, very soon. Not I was referring thing. to you. You make it happen because we're going to uh, talk later in the show. I'm, yeah. I'm highlighting you really hard these days. Like, yeah, I, I've been on point. Like, I, I'm, I'm really side eyeing you. 
you know what? Let's let, let's start with the payback. Okay, let's just jump. Let's start with that because we we have a lot to talk about. I, I know, and there's a lot of big topics we gotta get get into. But because we're talking about it, you brought it up. Something that I, you know, convinced you of on the last oh, show. Uh, Judgment Day. Judgment Day won the tag team titles. They now run Monday Night Raw. I mean, it, it's kind of crazy. I, I I told you they were gonna win. No, I'm not too mad about that. Actually, I'm not. <laughs> but it, it, yeah, it, they did. I was surprised. So I was like, man, they really I, gonna go for this. I felt, you know, I just, I think I said it then. You know, you need another faction to dominate. I, I personally love factions, so having a faction now dominate, similar to what the Bloodline did. Uh, they needed another heel dominant faction now that the bloodline is kind of dismantled in, in ways. Uh, so, you know, it, it, it's and they've done a great job. You know, Dom has obviously been one of the best heels in the world. You know, your boy Send Your Money in a Bank has been balling. I got to give him his credit. Yes, uh, sir. Especially Finn Balor. Got to give him his credit. Rhea, I mean, mommy, come on. You know what I mean? It, it's it's mommy. She's been balling, and then now you're adding that extra element of JD Madonna. I mean, I, I gotta, I gotta say, I, I'm I'm really proud of what they're doing with the Judgment Day. I I mean, I agree. I think to go from the previous regime where it was like there really weren't that many factions to having essentially like. It's kind of like the year told in two parts. Even though the bloodline's been going on for a long time. It's like you started the year, the bloodline was on top. And now, like you said, they're kind of, you know, kind of in the background for right now. And then Judgment Day is just, they're at the top. So it's, it's kind of crazy that it went from having not many factions to no factions at all to just completely being dominant so I'm, I'm very happy for the judgment day I even had to like think about what I said you know when I wanted Finn so badly to win at SummerSlam I, I will go on record and say like I'm glad it didn't happen I was a little sour on it but I was like you know what because I feel like when the, the fallout does happen for what they have now I think it'll make the story even better so I'm and, really happy about that and see that's the thing like I think wrestling fans just in general just be patient yeah sometimes things we want things to happen at, at a certain time it may feel like it's the right time but you know what stories got to continue it's not it's too early to finish stories it's, it's too early you gotta let it marinate for a while and watch the great things that come through and we're gonna see a lot of great things happen over the next few months um, seeing my guy with his titles and that the, you know what the only thing I will say though I felt like they could have put a little extra oomph on that briefcase for my boy but you know it's alright right I got I you I felt like someone just spray painted the senior and I'm like excuse me excuse me put some respect on my guy's name alright and hi hey, and how do you like his new money in the bank case suitcase that's what I'm saying like it's yeah. it's it's nice I like the purple 
I just the seeing your part is kind of bothering me. Like that club, like I said, someone's kind of spray painted that on there. Like who did that? I I, I think it's a fire. I liked it. I like the judgment theme, judgment day theme of it. I'm fine with the purple. I just feel like, again, maybe because like I do the graphics for our show, I was looking at it like, oh, you could have done this, you could have done that, but makes sense. I, I get that. But somebody like pointed it was weird and it, it it's probably just like impossible somebody pointed out that like they had they there was like a reason like a sinister reason for jd giving damien the brief a new briefcase oh um, like, like like they switched the, the yeah, yeah. And i was like i'm pretty sure at one point they had me going i was like man that could be clever then i sat and thought about it i'm like but then i would think he would open it at least like once like yeah, I don't think this man would be stupid and just carry around an empty briefcase like if it was really like that but just this Twitter foolishness keeping me awake so hey if like, that's the case that would be kind of like that, that, would, that would be a nice little twist I ain't gonna lie I guess I would have at least opened that thing once when you gave it to me JD to there's nothing the in there. and then Finn catches it oh that would be nice that would be nice <sighs> That'd be Make cool. Guy looks foolish. We're not doing that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, look, Judgment Day is in a good point. They're definitely hitting their peaks, uh, and they got so much more to go. Um, but before you know, we continue on with Judgment Day. I, I think we need to go ahead and hit some of the major topics because Judgment Day, I'm sure, are going to come up later on in the show, especially with a couple of the topics that i have uh written down so let's let, let's let's hit the main topic so uh a lot has happened in the last two weeks like i said we didn't record since before payback so since payback um i mean we've had some uh uh life-changing wrestling moment thing i, I don't know how to say it explain it but uh but that always happens. Like if we take a little break, the wrestling world blows up. I don't know what that is. Well, God, I, it's true though. That is true. I mean, first the whole Vince thing, and now, now we have a, a merger. We have the official merger. We have the WWE and UFC, two companies that I love, have now finally completed the merger under the new name TKO. Which I think is an interesting name uh, By the way It, it kind of makes sense for the type of companies That they have okay. um, But they are now TKO This is going to Obviously bring a lot of eyes To the product On both sides Both WWE and USC um, The media rights deals That is going to happen from this Is going to be absolutely crazy uh, one thing that I'm shocked about is just the whole, um, and this is bringing another topic into this as well, is all connected anyway. You know, SmackDown may be potentially leaving Fox. And, you know, to the major, like, um, I guess people to step up, companies to step up to take over for SmackDown is going to be Amazon, Amazon Prime and disney or you know whether it be like cool or disney plus or espn whatever just disney in general uh sasha i mean <laughs> god damn <laughs> that's crazy what, what, what do you gotta say about all this 
first of all, I hope it's not Amazon Prime because I sure as hell don't have Amazon Prime. So, um, I don't know. I just, it's so crazy. Like, sometimes I find myself wishing, like, you know, maybe I could stream, you know, wrestling live. Like, I know you can do it on YouTube TV and everything. But then I always think, like, I wonder what it'd be like if they, first of all, I missed the network. Let's put that out there. I totally missed the network. <laughs> um, but it feels weird. Like, we could actually be really moving into a time where it's like, could we just see wrestling not on, like, regular TV anymore? Like, I know we have our PLEs on Peacock, but, like, is this really what's happening? Especially when everybody's talking about, even though they haven't been, I feel, relevant in years, the ratings and everything, like, could this be, could this be it? So... I mean, it would make sense for the times, though, too. But like I said, if whatever they decide to do, this whole merger thing, and everybody's been talking about it. I saw Vince and his villain mustache, the pictures. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I know it's a big deal news-wise. I know it's a big deal for the company. But to me, it's kind of like, I don't know. I'm just kind of like, OK, like, that happened. Cool. Just. I, my whole thing is like, you know, UFC, stay where you are. WWE, we're over here. Leave Triple H where he is. Don't touch it. It's fine. Leave it alone. It's great. But I get why it's exciting. I just see me, I'm just like, don't touch anything. Like, just leave it. We're good. Um, if SmackDown leaves, I'm fine with that. I just want to make sure that they put it somewhere where I can catch my shows. That's it. So it's kind of like your grandma watching. You know, her stories. Don't touch my stories. I'm fine. So, it's still getting me either way. I don't care where they end up. Well, I think it would be really cool, though, if, let's just say, was to go to ESPN. Like, SmackDown on Friday, ESPN. That would kind of be crazy. Um, the only thing is, though, ESPN, I believe, has NBA games on Friday. So, yeah, they that would kind of... It might have to move to ESPN 2 on those days, or... I would stay on Friday, or yeah, we'll even say it could go on Thursdays. That is that is true. Um, that is a possible. Like Friday is not a locked down day for SmackDown. Um, it's just weird because I actually like like the whole presentation of SmackDown on Fox. Like I just always liked it. Like I don't know why. It's just, it's been pretty good. It had, it's had a really great run in the few years that it's been there. I think we're on what like year three or four. Yeah, that was a pretty big get, like to get Fox. Like, let's not underestimate how like clutch that was for the company. Yeah. I was kind of shocked. I was like, "Oh, Fox, for real? Like, that's crazy." And then you know, that's going back to the McAfee days. I mean, that that's they had a really great run on the Fox. So, mm-hmm. um, I, it's gonna be it'll be hard to not see it up there. But, I mean, this probably won't happen till I think the end of next year maybe early 2025 if if fox you know that doesn't mean fox is out of it you know but i don't know if fox wants to put a lot of money for smackdown um like these other companies will and we already know ufc has a great relationship with disney and espn uh you know if you look at espn plus and ufc that's where you watch all the events at so that's why i see it going to espn or in some format disney whether it be uh smackdown on abc you know that's that would be really weird uh, it would be but i mean hey if 
I, you know, that's the next stop. Hey, I don't blame the WWE going after money. You know what I mean? That if they're putting a billion, hey, <laughs> take it. Where the money resides, my friend. Go it's where the where money, money goes. So, um, the, so that's the good part of it. But the bad part of this whole thing is the potential, which I think it's definitely going to happen. They already kind of started it. Um, but the potential layoffs that may happen because of this merger, uh, I know there's a lot of company members that are preparing to, you know, unfortunately lose their job. Um, but that also includes roster cuts. There may potentially be a lot of roster cuts as well. Um, maybe not uh, significant, but, you know, I don't know if there's going to be any major names, but I know like right now, for example, I know Elias is a, an official free agent already i don't know if his contract ended or they released him um oh, really yes elias is now a free agent um i'm trying to think lacy uh, evans is she's gone too yeah lacy evans is gone she didn't renew her contract though um i know now she's doing it's something for the community but then she's also on OnlyFans, so i don't know um exactly the whole ordeal with that but hey it is what it is uh she was a beautiful woman so i mean is a beautiful woman so hey do you think um i'm trying to think what else we got here uh it was someone else i thought that even oh the die jack um the uh what do you call it really the i didn't hear oh the dyad dyad sorry not dyad I thought I was like, what? I didn't hear that one. No, no, yeah, the dyad Wait, from. But then uh, they wanted to leave, right? Yeah, they, they wanted they... to. Yeah. Okay. Well, they were supposed to leave in October, so I think they already they're done with the um, WWE officially now because they've been taken off of TV. Okay. Um, they already basically announced it on the show that that they went down from four to two, so that okay. you know, so they're they're done. Um, but I'm sure there's going to be plenty more uh, in the next coming days. I've heard as soon as, you know, potentially this week, we're going to hear a bunch of layoffs. So, um, sad day. Let's say it's probably, my least favorite time of the year. This yeah, happens. this is, you know, usually it doesn't happen now. It usually happens like the mania part, but I don't think we got any really releases in, in mania season. I feel like it's been a while since we've had, I think we all got used to those post mania releases, but I feel like it's been a while. They've just like, I feel like the last few years have kind of been just like random. Just like, yeah. oh, we're just releasing 50 people a day. I'm like, what? Yeah, and I, I see that happening pretty soon now that the merger is official. Um, well, there goes my spot. You know, I'm trying to think of people, you know, we haven't seen in a while. Hopefully, it's not people, you know, that we're, we got close to uh, currently. But, hey, you know, unfortunately, that's what happens. But we're in a, a big, big wrestling world now. A lot of spots, a lot of areas that play, people can go and make that money. So it's not all bad, but it still sucks that you're losing your job. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it is what it is. But uh, speaking of releases, though, there was one particular release that happened in our two weeks absence. That oh, uh, straight there, huh? I don't know why I thought that was gonna be. <laughs> nah, yeah, I, I just figured we talk about all these releases. We might as well talk about the major one, the big elephant in the room. Uh, and this Ooh. is a big elephant. This is uh, this was a major one. <laughs> Mr. Phil Brooks, CM Punk. 
Man. Has been released from the AEW. And I know people, I know obviously we were late on it, but we we still want to give our thoughts and opinions about it. Um, yeah, he after a second incident here at All In, uh, this one was involving Jack Perry, or formerly known as Jungle Boy. After that, um, Tony Khan made the decision to release him. And let him go let him fly away that's i gotta give tk some some props for doing that it was bold but i give him props for finally you know becoming a man uh and instead of becoming a man no no he, he became a man because he let it go on too long i'm sorry it, he should have been gone but he let it slide, he let it slide, let it slide, and then when it happens again, it's on him. And he finally became a man and he released him. So I, I gotta say it was good decision by Tony Khan. Tony finally did something right. But uh it was just a, it was later than it should have been. Much later. So, <laughs> let me play devil's advocate here, because I'm a little surprised at you. I kind of thought like maybe you would be like, I can't, you know, I don't know why I thought you have a different take on this, but again, just play devil's advocate. We've all expressed that I'm not like, I don't really watch AW like that. Don't you think it's strange? And like, you know, if you've been following wrestling for a while, I'm not saying that CM Punk didn't do anything to ultimately cause that. Not saying that. But what I my question is, it's like, don't you think it's strange that somewhat Cody Rhodes he leaves AEW, you know, after pretty much helping build the whole damn thing up, and then you have arguably the biggest star that you've ever brought in in CM Punk, just problem after problem after problem. I mean, at this point, it's like, I understand CM Punk's reputation, but don't you think at this point, it's like, is there something that stopped being addressed? Like, I think it's like, is there even like a bigger elephant in the room about this AEW thing? No, 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 no. So I'm going to say, I'm going to defend Tony here. And I'm going to slightly defend him, I should say, actually. The Cody thing was different than this. Right, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying that, but I'm just like it's. It, well, no, this is what I mean. So it was different because obviously there was no fighting or anything. I I think Cody leaving AEW, I think really was more of a respect thing. I don't know. I I think it was just like a philosophy, different philosophies that they had for for the product. That's what I believe. Cody left, and that's why he he he'll never talk about it. I don't think he wants to badmouth anyone over there. Um, but I think the philosophies were on they weren't aligned. Now you could say the same thing, obviously, for CM Punk. The philosophies weren't aligned either because the biggest gripe happened. You know, it goes back to the all out last year when they had to fight, the brawl, the whole brawl. You know, CM Punk basically kind of split the locker room in a way. Um, 
and it was him versus the elite now obviously the elite kenny omega the young bucks hangman page i mean all elite wrestling you know what i mean so they're gonna have stronger says they're gonna win most of those battles um because they are the evps they are actual members of the company in in talent form and executive do you think that's even wise to have your talent be evps i don't no i don't think it's wise at all i don't think it's wise but at the time it had to I feel like because it, and this is the only reason why it makes sense only for this reason. Normally, yes, you're right. You shouldn't have that. But the reason why it makes sense in this case is just the fact that they needed Tony's money, but Tony needed them to bring the talent. So it really was like a 50 50 thing. That's why Cody was such a big part and Cody leaving was such a huge deal is because Cody was one of the people that brought Tony in. But again, playing devil's advocate, I I mean, I don't know if I would have used the wording that you did about Tony being, you know, becoming a man decision that he made to put his foot down with CM Punk. But again, I just wonder, like, should he make another decision about having current talent be EVPs like because whether or not Cody's gonna say whatever happened you know I just wonder if that's a good idea like I just you can say what you want about WWE they've done their own boneheaded things but I respect the hell out of the fact that this shit wouldn't be happening like that like you can say what you want about like a Nick Khan or whoever comes in they keep their shit tight and I just personally don't see like some of that stuff happening the AEW that's happened or I guess Tony that happened and at that point I'm like if I'm Tony I'm like maybe and especially with this merger you know might be losing some people with WWE I would start looking around at some of those top you know executives and administrators and maybe trying to you know bring him over there with a little bit of that 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 con money because i just don't think longevity wise it's a good idea to continue to let your active talent have roles like that like you don't really know clearly why cody left but it's very clear why cm punk left and you know you're not using a lot of your roster it's it's i don't know i just think out of this cm punk thing it's an even bigger issue it's like it was cute at first you know like you said they needed tony's money to get it off the ground tony needed them for the talent but if you're trying to go with the big guns and you want to eventually one day get to that point where maybe you're talking mergers and big things like that like i think AEW's kind of take off the training wheels a little bit like this shit is not cool anymore so i don't know what do you think no, I, 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 I feel you on that. And but the reason why I say becoming the man is because one thing you said is like he had to nip it in the bud last year. Yeah, he did. And he didn't do that. And he allowed it to to continue. Even 
even though he suspended them and everything, the problems were still there. They they didn't want to work with each. Well, I'm sorry. CM Punk was willing to work with them. They didn't want to work with CM Punk. I would have been like, if I was Tony, I'd be like, nah, fuck that. I'm the boss. Exactly. You're going to be in the match because let's be honest, the biggest match that AEW could have ever done was Kenny Omega versus CM Punk. It's the biggest match they could have ever done, at least currently. And we didn't get that. And I would have forced them to do it. I don't care if you guys beat each other's asses in the match. You want to punch each other in the face, whatever. We just make some money off of it, damn it. We're going to make some money off of this. You know, and I mean, I know, I think we've brought it up in the past. Like, we didn't like the whole Edge edge and Matt thing, but it brought money. It did. Vince Vince put them in a room and said, look, y'all don't like each other. I don't care, but we're going to make money off of this. And the guys was like, you know what? You're right. And it worked. We didn't we didn't like it because it was cringe. Don't get me wrong. I'm not stupid. But you know what? It's what the people want to see. And this is in the ring. You could sell it in the ring. And yeah, this whole thing was like, you didn't make any kind of money. Like you said, Vince McMahon would have made a dollar off of this. And yeah. Just, you didn't make no money off of it. He could have made... You could have had CM Punk and, and FTR who are all buddy buddy and friends and brothers and all this versus Kenny and and uh, the Young Bucks. I mean, you would have made money. That would have sold out so many venues, so many pay per views for them. We should have had that when we, to be honest with you, exactly. like <laughs> that's what we thought we were gonna get. You know, and it's it's just it's just a shame. That's why I say he was he did step up by firing him after the second incident. But it should have never even gotten there. It just feels like really like you just fumbled this whole thing. But again, it's like I'll give Tony Grace because I couldn't. First of all, I couldn't imagine being Tony Khan. But again, that's why I'm saying like if people, God forbid, people are losing their jobs with this merger, I'm looking at who's gonna be available. Like, not I'm not talking about like wrestlers. I'm talking about like like staff to help run this company because at this point it's like you don't want it to get too far because essentially you nabbed one of the biggest stars that was left out there and how long was the run like two years not even three was it two years yeah yeah it was like two years and in two years riddled with injury riddled with controversy and it just goes out like just and i guess just anticlimactic it just got released and it was like you gotta look at that now you have to look at that you have to ask yourself i'm not trying to put all of the blame on the elite and everything it's like i would be looking around and be like look we screwed up here like this was just mishandled from the scrum on down so now you got to kind of re you know, look around and just say, okay, what do I have to do next to get this going? Because if you want that longevity, if you want to be here 20 years from now having people talk about you, it's like you've got to make those decisions. And like we said, it was cute at first, but now it's time to, it's time to put your foot on the gas because what you don't want to do is be left out in the dust. Because all this backstage drama, it's, it's not really helping. You could have done all of this stuff scrum the, the fight with jack perry all that stuff didn't draw a dime but everybody knew about it 
I'm just saying, if Vince McMahon was sitting there while this man was chewing on muffins at his scrum, talking shit about Roman Reigns, this would have been a whole different conversation. Yeah, been. Vince would have killed that shit immediately. Yep. It would have been like Braun Breaker dropping that thing on that dude's head. Was it Von Wagner or something? Von Wagner, yeah. That screen would have went dark immediately. Yep. <laughs> it's true though. It's, it's true. I, I, I think with the whole thing too, and I don't want to put this all on on Tony as well, mm-hmm. or even the EVPs because we got to put this on CM Punk as well. He gets. He gets 33% of the blame as well. You know, 33 is on Tony, 33 is on on the elite, and 33 is on Punk. Uh, Because Punk is a veteran. And Punk, also, let's be honest, we know he has an ego. Like, that is beyond... He has one of the biggest egos in wrestling history. I mean, it's up there with the Hogan's um, of the world. Um, Hogan. He's up there with that. I'm sorry. Um, but we got to understand, too, like he has been known as a problem child for the longest, like even before, you know, even back in the WWE days, like, you know, a lot of people do not like CM Punk and the fans like him. I used to like him. Um, I'm not a big fan of him now. Um but I was happy when he did come back because who wouldn't want to have, you know, one of the best ever back, you know. So I was happy when he returned. I watched it live. I was happy and everything. But he he did seem different. Like he did seem like he was for the business more than himself when he first arrived in AEW. And I don't know what happened. But it just did not seem like he got on the right foot with people. And I don't know if that was him. I don't know what he did to rub people the wrong way. But yeah, he he just, I don't know. I I really don't know what my like true feelings about CM Punk are now. I know I'm not a big fan, but I guess this goes to the next question. Like he is available. Is that something that I would want to see? Like, is he? Do I want to see him back in the WWE if that is a possibility? Would you want to see him in the WWE? Why not? Like I said, I I said last time I was shocked he came back to wrestling. Period. So at this point, it's like nothing would shock me. And if you're gonna do it, do it now. Strike while the iron is hot. Because if you wait too long, anybody want to see that? So. He's out. You would be happy to see him in WWE? I'm not going to say that I would be like like that guy that was crying when he came back. Um, I like seeing him just fine. You know? I don't even... I think... I think I made like a conscious decision despite all the stuff that we know and the stuff that we're talking about CM Punk. I try to take that out because I feel like sometimes that kind of takes the enjoyment out of wrestling for me so i have to like kind of mute like i'll be we have to talk about it obviously for the show but for the sake of my own personal fandom like i try not to think of the backstage stuff and all that stuff when i'm watching punk i'm just trying to enjoy it in the moment because then it kind of like 
if he's cutting a really good promo, I want to enjoy the promo and not so much thinking like, man, I'm not a fan of him because he's this, this, and that. It's like, eh. So, I mean, I think CM Punk is a very interesting character. Um, whenever he's like outside of the ring, I mean, it is what it is. We have to talk about it anyway, but I think just for the sake of the business, I think it would be very interesting to see him with a Roman Reigns. That's the one I want to see. Because him and Reigns, you, yeah. Yes, because him, I remember when he did that podcast with Cole Cabana and people made jokes about it like, oh, make Roman strong, make Roman strong. And, you know, him saying those things, you could kind of wonder, like, I guess he wasn't that he wasn't he didn't suggest Roman Reigns to be in the shield that was a company move and I think it would be a very interesting dynamic especially for how Roman's character is now like I could feel like he'd be completely like Roman Reigns five or six years ago against CM Punk on the microphone I don't know if that would be a good idea Roman Reigns now I don't know he's a little reckless with that mouth so I would be very interested to see that and what he's done like yeah the a lot of people have grown. That company has changed a lot since CL Punk has left. And just to see where he would fit in that now would be very interesting. You have a Roman, you have a Seth, you have Cody, you have... I would love to see him and Cody. You have a, a Drew, you have, you know... Kevin Owens. Yeah, you have LA Knight, you have, you know... Uh, Kevin Owens. Like I want to see him and Kevin Owens, that, that verbal jousting. You know him in the Judgment Day. If Brock decides to come back, I really enjoyed the Bees versus the Best a couple years ago. That was really good. I was excited about that. There's so many possibilities. Just to see where he's fit in that landscape would be interesting to me. So yeah, I'm I'm with it. I know people are like, uh, but take take the the backstage out of it. Think about what we could get from this. Like, like I said, we said more times on this episode, like, if they're going to take him, they're going to make some money out of him. So let's make some money. Like, I'm tired of him handing us drama for free. Like, let's do something with this. And I think another thing, too, like you brought up Roman Reigns. I think another name we need to mention, Paul Heyman. Oh, yeah. You know, Paul Heyman being in the a prominent role that he's in, obviously, you know, he has uh, a very big say in what happens with Roman Reigns' career um, mm-hmm. at the moment. But, you know, that's someone that you can help. I'm not going to say put a leash on Punk, but that would definitely be a person that you can use to help ease Punk yeah. into this. Um, especially it make it more personal. Exactly. Yeah, because I mean, we've seen comments from like Seth Rollins. Um, Seth doesn't want Punk in WWE. He said that publicly. Uh, but that doesn't mean that Seth is not a person that wouldn't work with Punk. Because that's not making a decision. Unlike AEW, like if they brought Punk in, like you got to fall in line, my guy. So yeah, and, I mean, just look at him and Riddle. Him and Riddle didn't mm-hmm. like each other, but they had a good feud. I think I heard they're cool now. Like I think, yeah, no, they Riddle are. Had they're done something. He brought him something, and he just—he seems like a a guy that 
people would like not like at first and he just kind of you kind of warm up to him it seems like that so yeah i definitely agree with that so it's it would i can see it i actually kind of now hope it happens because of everything you didn't mention i do really want to see though him and cody i think that would be really good i want to see him in like aj styles and even him and shinsuke would be yeah, even him and Shinsuke would be interesting. I want more for AJ Styles. Like, I like that would be so interesting. It, it like, there's, there's so much. There's so much that can happen. I, you know yeah, what? See, no, I look. Okay, you, you warned me up to the idea at first. Yeah. I didn't, know, but I can see it. I can. I can definitely see it. Um, I guess it would be nice to see him. Um, so I know Survivor Series, for example, is in Chicago. So that would be a nice little uh, debut. Or re-debut. Mm-hmm. Um, if that would not, be crazy, right? To kind of like he came back in Chicago in AEW, and if he came back to WWE in Chicago, that'd be interesting. That would be really interesting. Uh, that would be cool. I, I would be, I'll be shocked if that happens, though. I would be shocked, but if it happens, good thing. I do know he does have a good. He has a really good relationship with the USC. Um, I think he still works for. USC in a way with one of their like minor league things. I I'm I think because um, they have like other uh, MMA sh- promotions that they do. I think he still works for one of them as a commentator. So he has a really good relationship with the USC side. So um, you know, with them now being workers with WWE, I could definitely see it happening. I, I could definitely see it. Yeah. One more note if we move on to that. Wouldn't it be crazy when CM Punk eventually runs into Dominic Mysterio? Because remember how CM Punk sang oh. happy birthday to Ray's daughter? Yes. That'd be so weird. Like, that would be cool. That would. Okay, I didn't even think about that. That You did mention Judgment Day, but I didn't mm-hmm. even connect Dom. That's right. That would be cool. That would be cool. See, are you excited now? Okay. Okay. Yeah, let's make it happen. I'll talk to Trips. I'll text them later. Make it happen. Make it happen. All right. So, from one person who left AEW, let's talk about someone. Let's just keep keep the AEW going uh, while while we're still on it. Um, from one person who left AEW to one that's potentially leaving AEW on their own, uh, Jay Cargill. A big story that she is leaving AEW, which is shocking because she just said in a recent, recent, very, very recent uh, interview that there there was no other place she wants to be. Uh, but it seems that she just finished up her run at AEW and is leaving to go to the WWE, according to sources within AEW and sources within WWE. Now I don't know how familiar you, familiar you are with Jay Cargill, um, but Jade was basically presented as like this unstoppable woman. Oh yeah, and I saw her. She was mm-hmm. like 60 and 0, 61 or something like that. Um, where she then lost the title to a returning Chris Statlander in a very bullshit way, by the way. Um, and then she came back to AEW this week or last week, I guess. Um, and they're already putting up the match of the rematch, which I already know the results of. So spoiler, spoiler alert. Uh, she loses the rematch. Uh, it should air on Friday rampage. Um, but that seems to be her last match in AEW. Uh, which 
I already thought the women's division in AEW was terrible to begin with. Uh, well, not the talent, just the way it's presented. I should yeah. say. Um, but now, if she comes to WWE, not only will she obviously become a huge star, um, I think that's a boost to the WWE women's division for sure. Um, even though she is very green still. She's gotten much better, but she's still green. But she's a fucking superstar. You just look at her. I mean, mm-hmm. that is a star in the making. Um, what are your thoughts on that? First of all, I will miss her saying Tony cut the shit. I kind of thought that was funny. Um, I think this is the best thing for her. I think her coming to AEW and getting established was smart. Um, I've listened to interviews with her and I listened to the reasons why she said, because she initially tried out for WWE. Um, she one of the things she said was you know she wanted to own she wanted to use her name she wanted to keep the rights to her name she has a daughter she's married like all those things were kind of you know factors on why she ended up actually going to AEW but you know if wrestling is going to be what she continues doing I think the best place for her is WWE uh, I know a couple episodes ago we talked about if Hook was going to come and we talked about why it would be a positive move for him. I think a lot of those reasons are very applicable to Jade. Um, like you said, she's very green. And I think someone suggested that she charge an NXT. And I'm not mad at that. I think... I think her going to NXT would probably be the best thing. I know people would be like, oh, you know, put her on the main roster. But I think that time and I think... One of the best things that I really enjoyed about NXT is they take the time to accentuate your, you know, your strengths and kind of hide your weaknesses. That's always been like a thing. Like I remember hearing Paul Heyman talking about that. I think they have the right team around them to do that for her and to make her a force, um, even bigger force, so that when she does come up to the main roster, because what you don't want to do is take her and put her in the main roster too fast because I feel like the way, especially the women's division, and this is, I don't know how to say this without it being a slight to the other women in AEW. Um, like you pointed out, the women's, the way the women's division has been handled in AEW has not been the best. It's not to say anything about the talent. Sometimes, I think in the recent months, it's gotten a lot better. I think Triple H and them are finally starting to, you know, hammer out the women a little better. But you can make a case that they're much stronger with the way they handle the women and they present them in WWE. I think with Jade coming up, you have a lot of talent that she can work with. But like I said, it's, it's... the, pres- the presentation is different. She's not going to come in there and be able to just blow through a Charlotte Flair. She's not going to be able to come there and blow through a Bianca Belair, a Becky, a Bailey. Like, it's a different... These women have been presented in a completely different way. This division has been presented in a different way. So I think you need time to 
work on some things so that when you do build her up and you bring her up, it's more believable. I just don't think putting her on Raw tomorrow was the best thing. See, I disagree. I disagree with you there. I, I figured you would. I just, I, I just don't see it. I like, would put her straight on the main roster. I would build her up like if she was a monster. Um, but who is like, she gonna? No, like, like you put her in in squash matches, similar to what AW did in the beginning. I thought that was the right way to do it but then the problem was what hurt her in aw which i and i'm gonna give a shout out to my boy fred because the she's actually the reason he got back into watching wrestling so which is is, i know it's weird you would think bianca but it was it was her he saw her and then he was like oh shoot like like i want to watch her and that's how he started becoming a wrestling fan again and all that but anyway getting back to what i was saying um those squash matches built her up and then she can feud with someone on the rock on the main roster um i don't know let it be like she's attacking you know she beats like candace LeRae, and then she beats um indy hartwell and then all of a sudden raquel because they're friends you know then lead into like a few with Raquel or something like that like I think she is she just has that look that you gotta put her on TV immediately is what I, I mean, say I'm not saying keep her in NXT for like three years but nah I don't even don't even put her in NXT I you don't put, know. You put her straight on the main roster, especially because she's uh AEW prominent person she was a prominent person in the AEW you have to put her straight on WWE main roster immediately and you I mean, give her if a she's having a, I just I don't know if you're if you're gonna start out with the squash matches fine but again are you leaving I don't know she's not used to having the matches like she's not what was she like 60 and something but that was kind of like indicative to how many matches she had period no so that's, that's true but she ain't gonna get better in NXT. I don't think she can get better in NXT. I think that because of her stardom that she could potentially has, you gotta throw her in the fire. I'm I'm thinking like I mean, but uh, they essentially did that though in AEW. They they essentially I, threw her and, in the fire. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and I thought that it was working until they just never gave her a feud. That was actually prominent. Like she didn't face the top women in AEW. I think that you built. I thought the beginning was right, but then it, once we got to thirty and forty, and she still hasn't fought a Britt Baker, she still hasn't fought a Soraya, she still hasn't fought Ruby or any of the top people that they want to name. She. Why do you think that was though? They didn't do that because they didn't know what they were doing. They wanted her to just be this dominant person and then they just let it waste. And it got to a point where it just got stale. And that was bad booking. That's just, I think that goes to the okay, point of the so bad where, booking. And where would you put her then? What you mean? If you, since you want to bring on the main roster, where would you put her? What show? Oh, which brand? Mm-hmm. I think SmackDown needs a. I think SmackDown will probably be the best. Well, no, Raw. I think Raw will probably be the best one. Uh, Raw doesn't really have 
um, too many. You know, they have they have uh, Becky, they have Rhea, but there's no one really else after that that I, unless I'm missing. Oh, and Raquel. But other than those three, I don't think they really have. Live when she gets back. Oh well, yeah, live. I've got live is injured though, so yeah, when live gets back. But then other than that, I mean, imagine her feud would live. I think that would be a good one. You know, I, I think that could be her first feud and first introduction, big introduction, I guess, to the to the major leagues. I think that would be really good for her. I mean, I get what you're saying. I think, I still think NXT would be a good start for her. I think it would be more eyes on that brand too. And like I said, don't keep her there for a year. Like, obviously not. But I mean... I understand that NXT, I mean, they're they're kind of changing it up now where they're having, you know, main roster talent come there. But, I mean, think about it. A couple of years ago, you had the biggest star in Japan starting NXT, Shinsuke. You had Asuka tear it up for so long in NXT. Like, it would be kind of a nice throwback. You have somebody with some name value go to NXT and kind of build up their lore and then when she comes then you know it's a big deal because as much as i think we need to remember as we know who jade cargill is because we're hardcore fans the casual fan does not know her and i understand you know the casual fan may not watch nxt but having her start somewhere in the wwe umbrella I think it's better than just kind of bringing her in cold. No, I, I, you, you I mean you bring up valid points, but I just would love to see. Her. Honestly, you introduce her, you 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 do vignettes for her, which I think that's one thing they they haven't really done in a while. They don't do a lot of vignettes for people coming up or coming back or you know just coming to the company in general. You put her in a few squash matches. Let her dominate for like a month, just dominate it, and then she goes into the women's Royal Rumble. She has a great performance there. She doesn't win it, but she has a great performance there. Eliminates like twenty people, whatever, and then you put her in the right in the in the feud right there, and that's all you need. I think that's what you do for Jade. And I think Jade will turn into a star sooner rather than later. So who's her first feud? I know we said Liv, but... I'd say for me, if she's on Raw, i say Liv. So is she a heel or is she a face? No, oh, no, she's definitely the heel. You think she'll say that way? Yeah, yeah, no, she's better as a heel. She's not a face. She's a heel. You put I'm her... not saying that... I'm just wondering who the fans would... I don't know. If she's a... No, yeah. Liv Either way, I want her, her to heel. come. I want her to come. You make her a dominant heel. And then, you, you on if she goes to SmackDown, first few, Bailey. I mean, I don't know. Let's, face Bailey. let's see if she comes first. But I'm with it. I think WWE's a better decision for her overall. I think that's a really good... That's a smart career move for her it's nothing against AEW but they just they're not doing the women's division justice over there and I think if the overall intent is for her to become a bigger star and grow I think she gotta go 
gotta come home. Yeah, she gotta go there. She gotta go to the real. She gotta come home. that coding treatment. It was like, hmm, what's going on over there? <laughs> exactly. That's probably what it is too. It wouldn't I would go. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, her first match, I think, was with Cody. Um, if I remember, I think it was, I think it was her and was it her and and Shaq versus Cody and just as long as it's not Brandy cussing her out again because boy <laughs> we talked uh, about this before it's like when I heard like oh she cussed her out I looked at it and I was like what is this <laughs> like that's true no that's true all right so let's go on to we had we spoke about a woman we want to join the WWE let's talk about a woman that just returned and that woman is Nia Jax Nia Jax has returned to the WWE. She returned this past Monday at the end of Monday Night Raw uh, during the Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Rodriguez match uh, for the women's title. And she destroyed Raquel and she destroyed Rhea. Nia Jax is back. I'm interested in what you think about that. I have no problem with it. I was kind of surprised when I turned, like, when the camera turned. I'm like, who's that? <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, I, Raw definitely needs some more women. We just talked about Jade. You talked about if you were to bring her up, bring her to Raw. I don't really have a problem with Nijax being back. I knew as soon as I saw her, I was like, the internet's gonna have a baby because. We know how they feel about Nia Jax. Um, Nia, I guess similar to Jade, when she started and she was in NXT, I was actually really excited. I'm like, oh man, she looks different. She has like a different presentation. Like, I wanted to see her have like a really long, dominant run in NXT and then come to WWE, come up to the roster. Um, I know she's gotten a a rep for hurting people um you know people talk about becky's bloody nose and Kyrie getting hurt and i mean you have i mean to me logistically she's she's built differently from the other girls like she's obviously larger than the other girls she's very strong i'm not saying that that's okay, but you know, I saw that Asuka went on social media and said some things defending Nia Jax and but that carries a lot of weight. I feel like sometimes as wrestling fans you kind of get on a narrative and they just kind of beat it into the ground and I feel like if she was just genuinely that unsafe they just wouldn't keep her. Like they just wouldn't allow this to keep happening like i don't think what would be what would they have to gain from keeping somebody who's just deemed completely unsafe going into the ring like i don't understand from a company standpoint why they would allow that to happen so i think you got to look at how she you know she's how she looks her strength compared to you know the people that she's wrestling there's a there's a size advantage there's a size difference um and arguably with you know Becky getting punched I mean that was the start of the man like that image of her with that bloody nose like that's when stuff turned so I mean she ain't do that bad I mean if anything um, 
<laughs> I guess you know we say thank you Trish we might need to say thank you thank Naya. you Naya like we yeah. got the food from that you know and we got the biggest star women's star probably ever mm-hmm. from that too. so yeah I think I think if a veteran like Asuka is speaking up for her I think that says a lot and I think that that narrative is just running because I mean I'm not I'm not upset that she's back I want to see how she's booked under Triple H now because I feel like the way she was booked before I think they could have done a little better so I, I just I definitely want to see how Triple H and them would book her now like that seems that's very interesting to me I don't think they would just bring her back on a whim and not have a plan like I want to see it so what do you think no, I I mm, I wish I could say the same thing for like you did, but I I'm not excited to see her back. Um, I really just have no interest in seeing her. But I know I I don't know how to say it. I'm not the biggest fan of Naya, but I will say this though, she does play her role right. Mm-hmm. I'll give her that. Uh, you know, as long as she's not like some, you know, they try to put her like a main eventer or something like that. I'm fine with it. But as long as she plays her role, which I know she will because she's done that in the past with basically no issues. Um, she's loved by a lot of people in WWE, especially the women's side. I know that for sure. So. I know they welcomed her back with open arms. Um, and I think that she's going to be, she's going to be pretty well, you know, I think she'll do pretty well under trips. I don't know what his plans are going to be. I mean, if maybe they go back to what they did in NXT with her, or she was really just a, a irresistible force. I believe that was her, her name. Um, you know, so if they use that, then I'm fine with it. I'm cool. Um, it would be kind of weird to have her and and Jade because I feel like they will play kind of a similar role except Jade will be in the main event eventually um, but you know what I'm cool with it if they use her to help build other people then I'm fine yeah we'll we'll just file this under we'll let Triple H and them do what they do and yeah and I, I think this would be a nice feud too with Raquel um, because I'm assuming it would be her and Raquel first um, especially since she interfered in match, I think that would help Raquel. You know, that would help put Raquel in that next level. Like she got, she got a taste of it by facing Rhea, but she's not there yet. Like the fans yeah. are totally behind her, but I think Anaya can help her get to that level. You know, especially if she was like to lift Naya up and do something crazy, like you know that that would just that would help. Yeah. So I think that's something good. We got the Royal Rumble coming up in about four months, um, which is crazy to think about. But, you know, I think that can she does well in the Royal Rumble. We just saw her in this past one, uh, which was weird that she was the number 30 exit uh, entrant. But it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm fine with it. I'm cool with it. I want to see if Maria reacts to what she did. Like, is she gonna say? Anything? Is she gonna say anything? Is she's gonna be kind of what that's just like? She did kind of yeah. Be... 
Like, yeah, I want to see how Rhea reacts to what she did. It's gonna, it's gonna be interesting. I, I, I'm not totally 100 behind the idea of Nia, but you know what? Let's just, I'll play by ear. I'll say that. Yeah, I, I'm not saying she's me. gonna like win the Rumble and main event or anything. But like you said, if she plays her role, I don't see any problem with it. Like, yeah. Okay. So we're at least we're on the same page with that. Yeah. Like I'm. Mean, yeah. All right, so uh, I'm not gonna go dive deep into this one, but I do want to mention it uh, because you've reminded me actually prior to the show, uh, we spoke about NXT. Uh, let's just quickly talk about the their new champion. Uh, I don't know, this was a shock to many people. It was a shock to me. Yeah, it uh, was to me too. But uh, Becky Lynch is now the new NXT Women's Champion. Uh, she defeated Tiffany Stratton uh, this past Tuesday on nxt and it's the new champion she joins she is now officially the fourth member of the four horse women to become a grand slam champion along with sasha charlotte and bailey uh they're all grand slam champions now uh what what do you think about becky lynch as the nxt champ Uh, me personally i i love it and i love what she i love that she had a great match with tiffany stratton uh, who Tiffany's going to be a bright she's one of the next future stars of WWE as well on the women's side very bright future on her end um, but yeah tell me your thoughts on Becky I was surprised as well um, I don't get to watch NXT as much so I, I thought it was kind of like oh she just had this this uh, match with Trish and I heard there had been a little war of words with her and Tiffany Stratton and then they're having a match i'm like okay that's fine and then get on instagram and becky lynch is a new nxt champion so it's kind of like kind of like that mr krabs meme where he's just kind of like everything's blurry behind him i'm like what just happened here mm-hmm. um no i mean good for becky getting that uh that out of that feather in her cap i want to see where they go from that it's definitely been like a year of people from the main roster going to NXT and kind of shaking things up. I mean, Dom is carrying the North American Championship. You know, um, you've had, you know, Dolph come, Baron Corbin, um, just a ton, you know, Ali's there. So it's definitely been interesting. I want to see where they go from there, though. Where, would, where are we going with that? So I just, I just got to say, though, I love what they're doing with NXT. NXT has been really great. Like I feel, I love the way, and I, I think John says this a lot. Like one thing they do probably better than anybody is they showcase a lot of people mm-hmm. during their shows. So a lot of people are getting shine. A lot of people are getting their eyes. Um, you know, people are getting eyes on them for the first time, if not the first, but several times, and starting to really like them. You know, I love them incorporating main roster people. So you mentioned Barry Corbin, you met, you mentioned Ali. Uh, I think it's really helping develop these guys into guys and girls into, you know, bigger stars and getting them used to main roster talent. Because, I mean, I think one of the biggest one of the biggest people that I think you can mention with uh, the growth of this incorporation Um obviously mellow because mm-hmm. you know mellow don't miss but another person which it kind of shocked me because i would have never thought he would be at this level um or they would push him to this level but wesley yeah 
Wesley has gotten so much shine and it's he's they're building him slowly into like yo he might be the face of NXT you know once Melo leaves and I love that for him because he is great yeah because two years ago like MSK was you know super impressive in the ring but my whole thing was like I really don't know them like I really don't know what they're about and now it's like fast forward like you said Wesley is he's grown so much that's again that's the beauty of NXT you know it's not it's not the old school black and gold brand but they still have a lot of that yeah yeah they still have their own magic and I think I like the direction like I said I've I don't get to watch it a lot, but you have the people that I do know. I like that I can I can differentiate them. Like I know, okay, that's Tiffany Stratton. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen it. What's his name? Tony D'Angelo. Yeah, Tony D'Angelo. Yeah. You know, Braun Brecker over there trying to murder people. Yes. So. Yes. He so, like I can I can <laughs> yeah I can pick out people and like oh, okay I know who that is or what they're about and you have your Wesley I just. I appreciate it. it. Reminds me of, in a way, the old school black people. That's what I fell in love with. No, it, NXT. It, re- it is. It because really it's, does. It's so character driven. Like I remember watching and just being like, "Oh, okay, this person is that, and they're into that." So I really appreciate that about that. So I'm you got your Wesleys. Um, I like how they separated Melo and Trick Williams. Though there wasn't like a fight or anything. It was just kind of like. And do this on my own, so I, I dig it. I really dig it. So, congratulations to Becky Lynch. I don't know if she'll stay there per se, but that might be a good thing because it's like, where's Becky gonna go now? She just finally wrapped this feud up with Trish. If you're gonna go with Rhea and Becky at Mania, this might be a good little. Excuse me, I don't want to say break because she's still wrestling. It's like a side quest. Yeah, like I think that's a smart thing to keep her, keep her sharp, keep her on TV. But you know, because like I said, really, where does she really go from there? She's not gonna, you know, Naya just came back. She might be doing something with Raquel. You know, I think this was smart to do. So very smart. And I just want to give a major shout out to one thing you said to their building characters. So like they've done a great job with their women's division. I mean, Cora J, awesome. Uh, they're building a young Thea Hale, who I don't know if you're if you were familiar with Thea Hale, but she Is was she in like Chase U or yeah. she's not there anymore. She was in Chase U and now it seems like she's changing and she's like turning her dark side, like I, I love that. Like, I, I love what they're doing with her, Roxanne Perez. I love like I, there's so many women in in, in that once they come up to the main roster, they're gonna be stars. I, I just can't wait for the future. Uh, but I just wanted to make sure I mentioned them because those those three have been awesome, including Tiffany Stratton as well. So yeah, just wanted to mention that. All right, so let's get on to the next topic we have here people um this one is a uh, this one is, is is a good one because uh a couple of weeks ago i don't want to say about a month ago uh our boy uh our uso brother my us jay uso quit the wwe 
he said i'm done with smack i'm done with the bloodline done with smackdown i'm done with the wwe and then at payback he returned but he did not just return on to wwe he returned on a new brand because now jay uso main event jay is now part of the raw roster in a deal that was set up by none other than the american nightmare cody rhodes now we find out later on 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 one of the episodes of raw that smackdown will receive trade compensation for this deal very interesting so sasha couple of questions for you kind of a two-part or maybe three depends how i word it one did jay uso come back too soon two do you like him on the raw roster and three obviously who's getting traded to smackdown well well to answer question one, um, no, I don't think he's. I don't think it was too soon. I was. I actually wondered, like, how long were they gonna keep this going, keeping him out? To be honest with you, um, uh, no, I don't think it was too soon. What was the second question? Second question was, do you like him on the raw roster? Yes, I do. I do. I think that. I like how they're doing it too. I like how they're not ignoring, you know, his past in the bloodline. I like how he came and I really loved him and Sammy, that little exchange. That was really nice. Very great moment. I'm, I'm always a I'm always a fan of Sammy and Jay interactions. Um, but I think it's so smart how they had it to where, you know, their people are not immediately trusting him they're like we didn't forget for three years he ran with the bloodline so i think it's it's definitely a fresh coat of paint for jay to come in and reestablish. and the crowd loves him like i think it's such a cool visual when he throws his hands up in the air and they're doing it back like the fans really loved him and i think that's such a testament to how strong that bloodline story was and how they they had that set up because like we said three years ago i don't know how many of us had on our bingo card you know the uso splitting up and you know jay being the one to really break out but now he's he's just so hot with the crowd right now and where they're positioning him is very smart you know he's getting in there with you know the the, the ko's and the judgment days and everything and um, so I think it's very smart. I did think that little clip, and even with you know Finn and them trying to tease him being in the Judgment Day, that's kind of it's kind of interesting. I thought that clip of him, Finn saying, you know, I'm a fan, Damien's a fan, Dom is a fan. And he's not really reacting, and then when he says Rhea's a fan, he's like, oh, for real? So <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, yeah, Jay, I think it's a good thing. I think it's I think it's really good idea i like it even though again i'm side-eyeing you because i know that we talked about this trade thing because we could not figure out how we were going to get cody well i couldn't figure out how we we're going to get cody 
SmackDown, but and uh, I did mention a trade. Yeah, yeah. Well, only because they haven't done that in years. Like that is true. We have not. They have not done a trade in. I I don't remember when the last WWE trade was to officially. Yeah. Uh, the last one I remember was the whole. I think the John Cena one. I think. Uh, no, no. Was it John Cena? Or was it? I don't remember. It's been that long. But I guess it was one of them. It was some. It was. It was a crazy. I remember it was a big uh, trade. Um. Oh yeah, I think it was Cena for Batista or some shit like that. Oh, and they swapped champs. Yeah, I think that's like that's in 2005, though. That that's like the last trade I remember. Years ago. Yeah, so that's even great. But I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm gonna answer the questions too. So, I thought it was a little too soon. To be fair, I wanted it to be a little bit longer. Especially, I, I wanted Jimmy really to get more time where he's the only one around the only uso just so they can help build him up more um and uh, it's been cool they waited a little bit longer but as far as him being on the raw brand i thought it was a fantastic idea i thought it was the right move especially for the future of the bloodline story i think it would be even greater um you know i'm thinking survivor series i'm even thinking wrestlemania um with this move because for one survivor series i'm already i already know the match they're doing survivor series they have to do it they got to do team jimmy versus team j i i think that has to happen whether that be like the raw roster versus smackdown but it's led by the two usos i think that's that's something that has to be done um and then obviously the dream match between the brothers and i think now it could be you could say it's a dream match for a lot of fans too it's to see them versus each other at mania and so to to keep it to keep them separated it's going to be hard to keep them separate when they're on the same brand because you're going to have you're going to have to do the match sooner if they're on the same brand but if you keep them separate you can now you have time to build to it you have time to stall you can do other things build jimmy up at the same time like there's so many things you can do now so i think that bringing i i get why you say that they brought him back to it might have been a little too early but then on the other hand it's like i thought it was good because again you want to have them both be built up in preparation it's like you, I don't know how much gas you can get out of their feud if you just have them off TV for months, or at least Jay anyway. I think this is to keep him, you know, in the eye, keep him. I kind of want to see him, and maybe this was their thinking too, how he can do outside of the Bloodline story. Like you're building him up because, like you said, you want that dream match, but how is he gonna float? You know before we get there and i think bringing him to raw like you said that was a good thing so i and we're midway through september like it's gonna go fast we're almost you know we're heading towards october you know we got the survivor series we got christmas and then boom we're in rumble season like so i guess in hindsight maybe it really wasn't that he didn't really need that much time off if you think about it 
no that's true and I, I think another thing too is like I think you mentioned it like with Jimmy I mean with Jay you're giving him the time to see how he could do on his own like you mentioned but let's see if he really is truly main event Jay like he was main event Jay because Roman put him there right but now let's see if this is a superstar on his own where he can be an actual maybe he can get to that level of being a face of the company or something or top face like right now i mean i think is obviously he, he definitely is one of the top faces on the company you know you got him la knight and seth those are like the top three and cody uh those are like the top four right now so let's see if he can float I, I highly doubt he'll sink because he he's yeah, a great I, think so I think he'll do well and i mean do you see him becoming like becoming the champ um like i mean like, we've before like mania or something like like him becoming like the world heavyweight champion at some point no no i don't see that okay deep down i mean i i know finish the story but deep down I still kind of want Jay to be the one, but you know. Well, the only reason I was thinking that is just because you know Survivor Series. If they don't do like Team Jay and Team Team Jimmy, then they can do. What if he won the title and then they do champion versus champion? So this is like a way to bring back against Roman or something. That's the only. That was like another idea I was thinking. I thought they were still gonna try to do Roman and Cody again, especially with. Well, I just meant for Survivor Series. I'm right, saying. right. But I'm saying, like, yeah. the champion. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I think the big thing, like you said, the end game is him versus Jimmy at Mania. So I think it's all leading to that. I don't see him being champ before then, though. But, you know. Now the question is, how are they going to do this Cody thing now? It's like, oh, hey. And, for, and second of all, how... Who gave Cody Rose the power to do this? <laughs> like, well, Cody got like, connections. You know what I mean? Okay. He's got, he's got but power. How? Like, when did this happen? I think Cody. I don't know what the. They have to make the trade make sense because let's be honest. Even though main event Jay is, um, you know, he's a top guy. He's not Cody level. Not yeah. yet. So they gotta make it make sense. Um, but I I think I trust it. I trust what they're gonna do. I hope it's Cody. I mean, that's that would make the most sense. Cody did his run on Raw. He's I mean, you don't want him to become champ because the next step for him, he just beat Brock. Mm-hmm. So the next step for him would be to face the champion, I would think. And you don't want him to face Seth again. I I, I think they're trying to avoid that. For the billionth time, no. Right. So, you know, later down the road it'll be cool. But for now, I think it's best that they hold off. Trade him to SmackDown. Probably be later. I don't know. It might they might even trade him later. Like in, in fact, he might be like a surprise member of Team SmackDown or something. Uh, and that would be crazy. Uh if they did something like that. Um, when they're announcing their members, they have, and our fifth member is Cody Rhodes, and everybody's like, "What? What?" You know, that should be crazy. Um, but I think that could work. I suppose it'd be, you know, just something, something like that. But yes, Cody Roman 
mania finish the story i think that's the best way to do it and i think this is what's going to allow that to happen which is what i predicted so i'm always right i guess i'm always gonna be right i'm i'm excited for it all right so one last thing uh before we head out of here okay um pro wrestling illustrated pwi as they're most known as uh released their top 500 wrestlers today and uh the top three well they actually released the top 10 the top 10 was was leaked already but the top three for sure um was the shield brothers uh number one was the current world heavyweight champion seth rollins number two was my tribal chief roman reigns and the third and third was the aw international champion john moxley so we have all shield brothers as the top three wrestlers in the world according to pwi i have to say that that is pretty great that is actually really awesome to hear uh, i didn't agree with it oh i will admit that but it was still good to see that the shield brothers were the top three even if i disagree who would you i mean what part did you disagree with moxley i don't think moxley should be number three um, I thought there was other names on that list that should have been higher than him. Uh, there's two in his own company that I would put higher than that I thought had better years. Um, MJF uh, was better than him. Uh, this number year, six, I see. Uh, Orange Cassidy, I thought should have been higher than him. He really like helped carry. He helped really carry AEW. Uh, but yeah, the but it was still good to see the Shield. I would say still at at the top three i understand why they put seth over roman so i'm gonna let it ride if roman wrestled more i would put roman one but it's okay he's still in the top three um but yeah what, what does that say about just the how dominant that faction was and as far as like their histories as solos i mean i think it speaks for itself i think i've listened to many interviews where they said when they came in their entire goal was to run the business and now almost a decade later they're the top three whether you know the majority agrees with it or not like even with Mox, like I, I i understand what you mean but i feel like name value i get why they put him number three um but yeah i think it's again the power of the faction they all you do a faction right, that's like the perfect example of it. You do it right, you split them up. They're the three biggest wrestlers in the world, you know, so that's what you want to do. You want to bring these people together. And that kind of is a nice, I think that's the brilliance in the bloodline. I think that was what Roman and their vision was to break off and have everybody become bigger because it's happened. He's a product of that. so. I think it's very cool. Um, I don't really like, I mean, I try not to get invested in these lists. Um, like you said, I saw, um, you know, MJF was number six. Um, 
Goncaster was number eight. Cody was number ten. Gunther was number four, which, which I thought was pretty cool, considering now that he's the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion of all time. I thought that was really nice. Definitely bringing Boston Prestige back to that title. So, um, I mean, to me, it's a list is always going to be point of you know argument. Like you said, you even thought Mox was rated too high, but. Like I said, I just want to see, like, let's see what happens in another five to ten years with some of the factions that we have now. You know, where is a Jey Uso going to be on yeah. a PWI? Where is Jimmy going to be? Where is where's Solo going to be? Um, Finn, a Dominic. Dominic, uh, yeah. Damien, uh, Rhea, like, where are they going to be? It's very interesting. And also, um, there was a name not on the top ten that I, even I have to admit, was kind of criminal uh there was no will osprey in the top 10 which i thought was really really shocking but um he has put on spectacular matches this year i have to admit that so and i love will osprey but even though he doesn't have a lot of like they don't really do feuds and stuff like that but too much feuds they do but it's it's not wwe like but i i just feel like osprey should have been on that list as well just i had to throw him out there as well but um, it was still a good list. Uh, Cody should have been higher as well, but um, I do agree with you. Gunther definitely deserves to be on that list. Love that he's at four. Congratulations to him as well for being coming the longest reigning intercontinental <laughs> champion of all time. Definitely well deserved. Has been putting on banger after banger after banger to steal the the line from from Sheamus. Uh, so yeah, definitely congrats to him on that because job well done for sure. Mm-hmm. So, all right, Sasha. So we we talked about a lot of topics today. Uh, hopefully we didn't miss. We I mean we missed. We we took a two week break, but I think we pretty much attacked everything that we missed. Uh, I mean, a lot has happened. We're trying to catch up, but. Wrestling's been crazy, man. So forgive us if we missed anything, but cut us some slack. Like, yeah, a lot of stuff happened, a lot of moving parts. Yeah, like, and there's a lot more that's probably gonna happen within the next couple of days. Uh, we mentioned it. We mentioned some of the possibilities already in the show. So we're gonna definitely have a lot to talk about in the next episode. I already know. Uh, so anything we miss, we'll save it for then. Uh, but is there anything else you want to say to the people uh, before we head out of here? I hope we have an opportunity to have a good old-fashioned, you know, rant. I feel like we haven't had one of those in a long time. <laughs> I uh, I thought about having one today, but then I was thinking about it. I was like, there's really nothing. There's no, really I mean, nothing. I, I want it to be something worthwhile. I just, you know, it's been a while. We I know, I know. Look, I'm trying to work on my inner peace. You know, like you, 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 we can't. We both can't be peaceful on the show. That's I, our I, thing. Like, I know, but like today, like you could tell, I'm like very, very calm. Like, yeah, not even like loud or anything like that. Like that's I'm what just, I'm saying. Like we need to go. You know. Yeah. Well, I, I just feel like I feel like this episode, you know, with a lot to talk about. 
Yeah, just, so we just had to, yeah, we had to collect our thoughts and make sure we we get let it out a little bit. Okay, but, so we'll we'll scale back and then we'll leave time for a rant. Yeah, rant about. I'm pretty sure the is. next episode I'll have something. Like I'm sure something's gonna happen. All right, well, come you know, on down I don't even. Let's just do it. Well, like just think about it. Like I barely mentioned my tribal chief today. I didn't even mention LA Knight. I didn't even I do, mean, yeah. He hasn't even been on the show, so that's understandable. Yeah, but I always find a way to bring him in. You know what I mean? I didn't even do it. I, I was like, you know what? I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a scale it back today. Okay. I feel good today. You know what I mean? I, I just wanted to... I'm going to save it because it's coming. I know it's coming. Well, football's back, so... Yeah, well, please don't bring that up right now. Uh, okay, oh, I'm sorry. God. I just thought about it. Sorry. Okay, let's just go ahead and end the show. Oh, <laughs> God. You just ruined my day. <laughs> Fuck Aaron Rodgers, man. Oh, my I God. I wasn't going to just casually mention that just gonna, football was I'm going to just go cry. Uh, my NFL season is over. Um, oh, God. No, no. It's okay. We got that nice win over the Bills. Yes, you still won. See? But it's it's... We could have won the Super Bowl. <laughs> okay, now it's really time to end the show. Now you're just crazy. Let's go. I'm just saying we could have. Uh, it's, it's, okay. it's, it's okay. It's okay. Not with that online, my guy. Okay, let's go. I'm, I'm going to calm down. I'm going to calm down. I'm going to save it for next week. All right. Well, I don't have anything else to say, but I do want to say, uh, well, anything about wrestling, really, but I do just want to say stuff about the show real quick. Just make sure you guys do follow us on um on spotify apple Podcasts, anywhere you find podcasts we're all up there so please you know give us a shout out leave a message leave a comment whatever it is that you can do uh share it i do appreciate it and we'll uh, shout you out on the show if you do yes we definitely will shout you out on the show five star uh, rating give us a review we'll read it in the show we'll shout you out definitely appreciate all of that um and uh just you know this was episode 11 episode 11 ring champs gotta love it uh got plenty more to go um and we got a lot more coming so i can't wait to to finally just let everything out and let it all just be right there in your last for you guys to listen to and enjoy all right so thank you so much for listening i'm just fino she's sasha legit king this is episode 11 of ring champs we out of here peace adios